Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sketchless Podcast. This is a true horror podcast by somebody who's scared of true horror. That's me. I'm a little baby. My name's James. <laughs> um, before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we're recording today. This is, was, and always will be Aboriginal land. Today, I am joined by my, like I said in the first episode, partner in crime and partner in life, JJ. Hello. How are you? I am great. I'm keen. I'm scared. I'm nervous, but I'm here for it. I want to ask you, have you been listening to the podcast besides the episode that you were in? Yes. Every single episode. What's your favorite? Religiously. Um, my favorite episode. I mean, it's hard not to say the last one because like you had Jordy and Andy and I love them so much. Same. But honestly, any episode with Tiana, it's also a vibe because she, um, a little scaredy baby. She's also a baby like me. Yeah. But like, like times 10. Time stand. Like literally wanting to leave the room and I can just imagine her doing that. We're also like both scared of the same things. You are. Paranormal. But I feel like um, Tiana's reactions to it are just like very natural. So like, yeah. she's, I don't know, like you try to hide it, but Tiana's more like, no, I'm scared and I'm not going to deal with yeah, this. Seriously. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's hard to say. I love all of them. It's like my favorite part of the week. So... Thank God, because <laughs> I've been um, like obviously been trying to keep up with so much creative stuff lately. Like I've been doing, started streaming as you know, yeah. uh, in drag, and I've also been doing this podcast, and I've also been doing TikToks, TikToks, oh, yeah. crazy, how ridiculous, <laughs> and also been like trying to recreate like local drag artists' makeup looks. Mm. So it is a lot, but also this podcast is like. One of those things that I find really easy and breezy to do because it's just like, I it's really relaxing. I love it. I really enjoy it. And you love talking to people. I love it. And yeah. I'm good at talking for ages. You are. You really are. And um, it's coming in handy for once. Thank God. Exactly. <laughs> I do. <laughs> what are some, like, what are some other experiences you've had? Because I remember in the first episode, you briefly, you mentioned like the, the experience you had when you were a kid with the home invasion, mm. but you haven't really touched on like any other supernatural stuff. I know there's other stuff that's happened to you. Mm. Mm. Is there anything you want to? Well, like the thing is, is that I think I mentioned this before is that it's, I don't know if I do believe in a supernatural or not. I would like to, I think, because it's just that kind of like comfort, comfort feeling of knowing there's something after you die. But, um, like I've had several experiences where I would tell people and they're like, what, what are you doing? Like, shut up, you're lying. And um, so that's kind of uh, like been erring to the side of like not telling people, but we're in a safe space. So, um, I mean, the biggest thing that happened to me other than like sleep paralysis, which I still think is slightly paranormal, although there is scientific fact behind it of why it happens and stuff like sleeping in a, warm room and whatever like not like being too tired your body being all, all that stuff but i still think there's some element of because my sleep paralysis stuff happened during times where i was like mentally not well um which is like usually connected to like a lot of people experience paranormal things when they are not mentally well and I could either be just because you're not mentally well, or because you're more open to it, or your body's like defenses are weaker towards those kind of forces. Um, and like I've done a lot of research into it, and I feel like it's it's a very valid way to think, but also try not to make myself crazy about it as well, because I don't want to think the whole time there's a ghost behind me, or there's a demon here, or there's a poltergeist here or there. Um, 
but yeah, anyway, the biggest thing that's happened to me that I can like say actually happened and I don't think I was hallucinating was in Goulburn in um, I think year 11 or 12, I went for a road trip with a few friends because um, there's a abandoned, I think it was an, orphan, an orphanage in Goulburn. Um, it's half burnt down now because some dickheads thought it would be funny mm. to burn down. But when we went, it was still pretty much intact and it's really big. Um, and it's like a local hotspot for a lot of kids to come to and like explore. Anyway, so we went um, to like a whole day trip. It was really cute. And we got there and on the way just to keep up the creepy vibes, we stopped at like every graveyard we saw and um, all of us were like, fine, me and my friend, uh, who it was but i had a friend who was also like vibing on feeling like they have a natural like connection towards these things Mm. so we would always be like i feel a bit weird in this graveyard can we go because i don't i feel uncomfortable there's some heaviness to it it's like you mentioned in a prior episode in like new orleans where it's just you Mm. can feel you feel drained you said i think Mm. um which i think is a very much a common feeling in like areas like that where there has been a lot of trauma and history and especially in Colwyn, it's a very old town and all the graveyards there are like like even post like post-war world war ii world war one um graveyards so there's a lot of like old people like old dead bodies there <laughs> so anyway we went to to the orphanage and we just did our normal like exploration and me and my friend the friend who's like also kind of sensitive to these things um went on our own way we were like we'll go here you go there we'll meet in the middle if there is a middle like we'll just we'll we like it's only us in the building so we could hear each other call each other or whatever anyway um there was a cafeteria cafeteria area that we think would have been a bit because it was just a big wide open space and obviously heaps of graffiti all over the walls obviously some kids came like painted like dicks dicks (laughs) dicks <laughs> dicks plus like symbols like satanic symbols yeah like old runes and shit obviously meaning nothing um but there was like a little corner where there was a heap of candles and shit so we thought maybe there's some local like occultist maybe who came to like practice some rituals or whatever um i would like to think that because it's <clears throat> fucking cool but um anyway so we were in there and we were just kind of chilling just like vibing it out and we both started feeling really like nauseous and like dizzy and we both turned to each other at the same time I was like what's up looking at each other we're both like sweaty it kind of if you're a diabetic it's like feeling like you're having a low blood sugar it's that kind of feeling so I thought I was having a low low blood sugar because I am diabetic so I tested my blood I was fine anyway so we started like getting a bit nervous getting a bit scared and then we started hearing because the big cafeteria the big cafeteria area was like a big square open open plan nothing in the middle like rubbish and shit but nothing there and then there was on the one corner there was a big i think it would have been a service area that would open up to like a back room and we heard shit happen down there like we heard like scuffling and shit and initially we really did say rats could be like just a random animal in here because it's abandoned so who knows but um against our judgment we went to have a look and we had a look and there was nothing there um but then we're like, okay, let's sit down and just like vibe it out. And then um, me and my friend were talking and there's, so the back room faced a wind, like three windows, 
it's like wide and like tall, almost like floor to ceiling. And um, I saw what I thought was like a figure go across it. And I ignored it at first because I was like, of course, I'm going to be seeing things. And then it happened again. And then another time and I told my friend, okay, you sit this side. I'll sit that side. See if you see anything because I'm seeing something there and I'm freaking out. Mm. And um, yeah, so she saw it as well. She saw it twice. Um, And yeah, like. What was it? What I saw was like a slow, dark figure. Couldn't, not discernible in terms of like, that was a female dressed in period like Mm. clothing. Like it's not, it wasn't that, but it was just the whole energy of that place was fucked. And the moment we started sitting down and like, we were both like, okay, let's just be open to anything happening. And then things started happening. And after the figure crossed, we kept hearing noises all over around us and like underneath us. And we called our friends and we said, where are you right now? And they said, we are outside um, because there's a guy there. There's a guy who came up. I'm like, what do you mean? And we looked outside and there was this homeless man standing with like my group of friends and they were all smoking a cigarette and we're like, is this real? Like, is this homeless man like actually there? We walked downstairs, the homeless man's there and he's like, you kids shouldn't be doing this. And we're like, what's up? And he's like, this is a bad place. And he was crazy. Like he was off his chops. He probably lives there. So he's like, just go home. Yeah, 100%. But he was like off his chops as well, like Mm. high as hell. And he said, bad things happen here. You should go Mm. now. I can feel the, he said something like you're, you're disturbing the energies in the area. Mm. And we're like, okay, we'll go. Anyway, and that's, that's like the most first person thing that's happened to me. Sounds like a horror movie. Yeah. It wasn't fun. Like, like great, there's a movie called Grave Encounters, which is literally that premise. What do you mean? It's like they go into a abandoned, I think it was like a mental hospital mm. with a camera and there's like ghosts and they get stuck there or something. I can't remember. Oh. Well, we it's didn't good. get stuck, thank God. No, thank God. It was very much open. Like, it was, and it was the middle of the day. Yeah, I wouldn't so, do it at night. Fuck that. Yeah, no, we, we wanted to, but um, again, we were like That's in year 11, so we couldn't, we couldn't do that. But also, yeah, so that was like a bit of an experience for me. It stuck with me to this day. Like, I think mm. about it every now and again. Maybe the ghosts are following you. Maybe. Like, you do that, I'm not scared. <laughs> I'm not scared of guys. I was like reading about... Um, different articles today of like people's scary stories online to find mm. a good story. Yeah. And memory unlocked. And I was like, Oh, achieve, achievement unlocked. Xbox. <laughs> I just got an achievement memory. But, um, when I was like 16, I went to a sleepover at my friend's Hannah, friend Hannah's house for her 16th birthday. Yeah. And we were all sitting on the balcony, like, which was like, it looked over the escarpment. Like it was pretty, really nice house. It was pretty rich. And, yeah. um, I was like, oh, I wish I was this rich. Wow, yeah. cute. But uh, there was like, it looked over a highway mm. and um, we were sitting on the balcony and like smoking like naughty 16 year olds. Yeah. And this guy, the highway was closed because it was being constructed. And there's this guy that was, there was like barricades on the highway. Yeah. This guy was like running and sprinting and he had a backpack and he jumped over the barricade then jumped over another barricade. And we were like calling out like, Hey, like as a joke, like laughing. And he like yeah. looks up at us and then like keeps running. And we're like, Oh creepy mm. this is like 2 a.m and then like maybe two minutes later a helicopter with a spotlight flies Shut over up. and we're like 
shut oh, up. This could actually be a thing. I'm not kidding. This is real. And then we just like got really, really scared and couldn't sleep because we we're scared that he'd like come get us or whatever it was. Next morning, we find out in Fig Tree, which is like a suburb in our hometown, yeah. um, this guy shot his ex manager. Um, he didn't kill him, but he shot him in the chest and he almost died and then like oh, tried to run and away. And you saw that kind of And running. we saw him running and we had to call the police and like describe what he looked like, but he got caught. He like that he, is- he already got caught, and then <laughs> like, of the course police happened to you. The police got angry at us. They're like, "How? Like, why wouldn't you call someone like on the night?" And we're like, "I don't know." How do, but why? How would you know? Yeah, I guess when you're 16, that, you don't really think about. You don't think things. about the yeah. That's, anyway, that was that's fucked. cooked. What happened? You told me a story once. Um, like this is so unrelated, but you told me a story about you were abandoned once. You were supposed to get rescued or something, you almost drowned or something. Oh my god, the bushfires! Yeah, tell yeah. me about that. I wasn't, I wasn't abandoned, but what happened was, I went to a, um, we went to a, I went to like this like down the coast trip with my my um, childhood friend who is now who I hate now. Um, <laughs> fuck you, Lauren. Uh, anyway, oh, so don't say that. <laughs> we went to this place called Green Patch, which is like down the coast, and we went there for the whole day from like eight a.m. to like. The afternoon. Oh, so it's just but as trip. we were there, when we were on the beach, um, literally like bushfires started and the whole beach was surrounded by bushfires. So we were stuck on this beach. We could not leave. And um, reporters flew in with a helicopter, came in, took photos of us and then flew out. <laughs> and they were like, don't worry, the police will come rescue you guys soon. We just want to get some like photos and like questions. And we're like, are you kidding me? Do you have those photos? I was so scared. I, I remember calling my mom because I was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> Honestly, so photos. The photos are really depressing. <laughs> and it's like me, like puffy face crying. I was so scared. I was oh, of course you'd be. So the police like escorted oh. us out and um, we had to like speed through fire. It was pretty scary. It would be but, terrifying. Um, it was terrifying. But I'm alive. Thank God. That's all that matters. Praise the Lord. So, Actually, in, sorry. Yeah. I just yeah. remembered something um, that happened. I didn't see it, but a friend saw it at the orphanage. Um, they saw a... We are, we said it was wind, but he reckons it's not. Um, he saw wind. No, he saw something moving on the ground. Oh yeah. Um, and he wasn't. He fully walked out there, not wanting to talk about it. Finally got it out of him, and he said he saw like paper moving, and it looked like footsteps. Mm. Um, I told him he was just high. Was he high? Yeah. Okay, he's probably high. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, good on him. Yeah. Bless him. <laughs> Hope he's doing well. He's doing great. That's great. Still getting high. <laughs> so last episode, I mentioned that I was supposed to play like horror games, but I haven't really figured out the best way to do that yet. So that'll be later mm. on down the path, maybe episode 50, because we have so much time, everyone. What What's the rush? Right now? I think 17 or 16. Wow. We're pretty far ahead. We've come a long way. So we have no rush, everybody. It's a lot of fun. We don't have to rush these yeah. things. A lot of stuff's happened since you started. So much. COVID-19. Moved, house. moved houses. New Year came? New Year What came. did you start this year? No, I didn't. I started this year. Got a new wig. A few. Got a few oh, new wigs. Okay, Got a green screen. As we all know, um, now the new segment is um, Horror Movie of the Week. Thank God. So I've done a lot of newer horror movies. Well, not newer, but newish mm. ones. So I thought I'd go back a little, a little bit, not too far back. Mm. Um, so without further ado, I would like to uh, officially say that the scared shitless horror movie of the week this week is House of a Thousand Corpses. <gasps> Have you seen it? No. It's iconic. <laughs> Thank you.
On a stormy Halloween night, four young people set out across the back roads of America. What's that? It's a hitchhiker. What, should we stop? We can't leave right here in the rain. In search of a mysterious figure known only as Dr. Satan. You know anything about the legend of Dr. Satan? Yeah, I can show you. Dr. Satan! Ah, Dr. Satan! What they uncovered. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet is the most horrifying and shocking tale of carnage ever seen. Well, I bet you'd stick your head in the fire if I told you you could see hell. You seen this girl? Yeah, they want to play Nancy Drew with this local legend that people call Dr. Satan. Stupid kids probably got themselves lost. Let's get out of this nut house. The boogeyman is real. <laughs> and you found him. From director Rob Zombie <laughs> comes a journey into hell. This can't be real, this can't be real, this can't be real. <laughs> House of a Thousand Corpses. Okay, so House of a Thousand Corpses is directed by Rob Zombie. And I don't know if you've ever, have you ever seen the Rob Zombie movie? I must have, yeah. You've he, talked about it a lot. Yeah, he liked, he has like, I don't know. What other movies does he have? He did um, The Devil's Rejects, mm. um, Lords of Salem, I think it was called. He also did, uh, I think it's called 31. I think 31 Days? No, that's 28. I think it was 28 Days. <laughs> the zombie movie? Close. No, Rob Zombie is one of those really cool directors that really kind of like created his own genre. Of um, it's almost like hillbilly horror, like redneck horror in a way. Like he, I would have seen one of his movies. Mm, I must have. It's really good. It sounds too familiar to me. Well, he's obviously he was a musician, and then he went into horror making. Okay, cool. Because I was like, Rob Zombie is definitely not uh, just a director. Yeah. No, he was also a musician. He's really good. Is his real name Rob Zombie? No. Imagine that. Absolutely not. Be iconic. <laughs> so on Octo- I'm going to go through the, the plot. So on October 30, 1977, amateur criminals Killer Carl and Richard Wick attempt an armed robbery at a gas station, but are killed by the owner, Captain Spaulding, and his assistant, Ravelli. Later on, Jerry Goldsmith, Bill Hudley, Mary Knowles, and Denise Willis are on the road in hopes of writing a book on offbeat roadside attractions. When the four meet Spaulding, who is also the owner of the Museum of Monsters and Mad Men, they learn of the local legend of Dr. Satan. As they take off in search of the tree from which Dr. Satan was hanged, they pick up a young, free-spirited hitchhiker named Baby, who claims to live only a few miles away. Shortly after, the vehicle's tire bursts in what is later seen to be a trap, and Baby takes Bill to her family's house. Moments later, Baby's half-brother, Rufus, picks up the stranded passengers and takes them to the family home. There, they meet Baby's family, her adopted brother, Otis Driftwood, her deformed giant half-brother, Tiny, Mother, Firefly, and Grandpa, Hugo. While being treated to dinner, Mother Firefly explained that her ex-husband, Earl, had previously tried to burn Tiny alive, along with the Firefly house, after he suffered a psychotic breakdown. After dinner, the family puts on a Halloween show for the guests and Baby offends Mary by flirting with Bill. After Mary threatens Baby, Rufus tells them in their, tells them their car is, has been repaired. As the couples leave, Otis and Tiny, disguised as scarecrows, attack them in the driveway and take them prisoner. The next day, Otis kills Bill and mutilates his body for art. 
Mary is tied up in a barn, Denise is tied to a bed while dressed up for Halloween, and Jerry is partially scalped for failing to guess baby's favourite movie star. Jesus. When Denise doesn't come home, her father Don calls the police to report her missing. Two bet deputies, George Wydell and Stephen Naish, find the couple's abandoned car in a field with a dead, mutilated cheerleader in the trunk. Don, a former policeman, is called to the scene to help the deputies search. They arrive at the Firefly house and Wydell questions Mother Firefly about the missing teens. Mother Firefly shoots Wydell in the head and kills him instantly. Don and Steve are then killed by Otis when they find more bodies of missing cheerleaders in the barn. Later that night, the three remaining teenagers are dressed as rabbits and taken out to the abandoned well. Mary attempts to run away but is tracked down and stabbed to death by baby moments later. Meanwhile, Jerry and Denise are lowered into the well where a group of Dr. Satan's failed experiments put, pull Jerry away, leaving Denise to find her way through an underground lair. As she wanders through the tunnel, she encounters Dr. Satan and a number of, a number of mental patients. Jerry is one of Dr. Satan's, is, is on Dr. Satan's operating table being uh, vivisected and dies as Denise screams. Dr. Satan tells his mutated assistant, who turns out to be Mother Firefly's ex-husband, Earl, to caption Denise, but Denise outwits him and escapes chambers by crawling to the surface as he is crushed by falling debris. She makes her way to the main road, where she encounters Captain Spaulding, who gives her a ride in his car. She passes out from exhaustion in the front seat, and Otis suddenly appears in the back seat with a knife. Denise later wakes up to find herself strapped to Dr. Satan's operating table, and she screams in horror. Oh my god. It's so good. That it's sounds such a good movie. Fucked. It's very um it seems like there's a lot of stories going on. There's a lot. Like, <laughs> is the filming cooked? It's like very um it's trashy horror. Very okay. trashy, very um camp. It's very camp and mm-hmm. like very over the top. But I love it. It's like it's always like an anti horror horror movie because they yeah. um uh they like you know how you get the tropes of like the ditzy blonde who always gets killed? Yeah. That happens in this, but it happens in a way where you kind of, in a weird way, um, feel a sense of like, um, I don't know the word, like not belonging, but like a sense of like community with the, with the villains. Cause there's, they're all outcasts who have like never been treated well, yeah. always killing like cheerleaders and like the cool kind of kids. Oh, yeah. And, um, so they're, all like, hillb- thank God. they're like all hillbilly, like inbred redneck people yeah um and i think rob zombie sees the beauty in um that kind like, of culture in that culture and like the kind of community in that culture mm. and the sense of family and like belonging because like even in australian culture which is bogans yeah bogans like bogan culture is like very family oriented and it like is, very yeah. white australia and yeah. like Obviously, there's problems in itself in that notion. But then again, there's also, like, a weird fascination I have with people who are, like, weirdly, like, overly patriotic and, like, Mm. almost kind of scary in a way. Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, we have such different lives. If they saw me dressing as a woman doing drag, they'd be like... What are you doing? The fuck is that? Yeah, exactly. Which you have had. Which I've had. Of course, everybody, every drag Um, queen has had it. Yeah. No, I think that sounds... um, Super interesting. It's one of those. Do you do ratings? You doing ratings? Yeah, yeah. So I would give um, House of a Thousand Corpses three out of five. Three out of five. It's very good. I would also say it's one of those movies to watch with a huge bucket of popcorn. Five of your friends when isolation's over. It's like one of those movies. It's like really fun. You like laugh. Yeah. And then you like cringe, and then you just like laugh again, and then you cringe again, and then you cry. Amazing. You should add into your like reviews of these films. If it's watchable at night 
Is this oh. a daytime movie or nighttime? This is a nighttime movie. Nighttime it's movie. It's like a classic. So you're okay to go to bed. Draw afterwards. the curtains. You won't feel scared after. Okay. I don't. There's nothing to me. It's not. It's not scary. I think it's yeah. like. Well, if it doesn't scare you, then you're. Yeah. Fine. Well, that kind of stuff is just over the top and funny to yeah. me. It's like it's like saying Saw scares people. Like I'd be like, oh, doesn't no, it? it's just gross. It's not scary. It's just like over the top and yeah. like dumb. Um, incredible. Well, um, I want to watch that. I'll watch it. I'll watch that before the next episode. All of his movies are great, except yeah. Lords of Salem. Oh, that's, that's the one I was like, I really want to watch yeah, that because Witches. No, what is it about Witches? You know, it's got witchy vibes, but it's his... So, the best thing about it is that his wife plays the main character, his real wife from real life. Oh, wow. And she is really good and you can see, you can feel that the direction and the acting was very naturally done, but mm. the writing is really bad. Yeah. Like, it's just not good. Okay. And I think that um, Rob Zombie's horror films, when they came out, which is like very early 2000s, were like the perfect time for those movies. Yeah. Now... People don't want to see low budget, um, like poorly written on purpose, campy horror because yeah. it just doesn't work anymore. People want to see like really well done, almost political horror films like Jordan Peele or like um, Ari Aster who makes films about mental illness or yeah. racism. Whereas Rob Zombie is purely just dumb fucked Gross entertainment. Horror. And um, I don't think people enjoy it as much as they used to, as they wanted, like, as they would. I don't know. It's complicated. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Well, I might just have a Rob Zombie marathon. What were we talking about? Rob Zombie. Just, what, is it, what was your question though? Uh, oh, <laughs> I, I was asking you, um, shit, I don't know. I something about, I don't know, get some popcorn, watch the Rob Zombie. Yeah. Oh, oh Lords saying, of Salem. Yeah, Lords of Salem. Because yeah, yeah. I've been so into witches lately. Yeah, I mean, I'm you always know? into witches. Like, I've always been into witches, but I've been looking into like... Paganism practices and stuff they do and like i randomly the other day the church of satan official popped up on my instagram and i went through it and it was just enigmatic shit i was just looking at it i'm like yeah well these people are so mm. like i'm like they just don't give a fuck i think it's um for me organized religion in general is just problematic absolutely always always it's always got to do with the money or power yeah. So I think um, I mean, Satanism- the church of Satan is like so against that. Apparently, yeah. well, I think, like yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I can't, we can't talk about something we don't understand because yeah, that's the thing. Like but, I literally read an Instagram for exactly. what, five minutes, and I was like, I made an opinion, which is yeah. not fair for me to do. But, but also, like at the end of the day, the fundamentals of Satanism are quite uh, positive, and like they're yeah, all about it's like look after yourself, selfish, but also like um, celebrating the human condition, yeah. which is something we're all already pre-programmed to have like one thing that i really vibed with like on that instagram it has like i think it was like 10 rules of satanism or 10 things to abide by Mm. and one of the things is like indulge indulge in your Mm. life don't don't like repress your innate nurges to urges to nurges innate nurges urges to like have good things in, in your life yeah and obviously it says in balance but favor for the things you love doing instead of pushing yourself through hell hundred percent. I also like, um, like back to the witches thing. Ever since I was a kid, I've been obsessed with Same. Always. Harry like Potter. Hocus Come Pocus, Harry Potter, yeah. the witches. The witches. Always. Literally. I think also it's a homo thing. It's a gay thing. It's hundred percent. I think it's gays and girls that love witches and mermaids. Yeah. Like my brother doesn't give a fuck about witches. I feel like he, 
Doesn't give I shit. Like, no, he would. No, he doesn't. I vibe every time we play no, a game. Yeah, he wouldn't. A video yeah. game as a kid, I would pick like the strong witch female. Same. Or like the strong female. Always the magical bitch. Always the magical bitch. <laughs> Always the magical bitch. <laughs> they're actually remaking the witches with Anne oh, Hathaway and as the main witch, which I'm is. So I, don't know, I don't know. Oh, like Anne like, Hathaway. I think it's just new content to enjoy. It's Angelica Houston. She was like, con- is it Angelica Houston? I think it was. He played the original witch. Yeah. Well, um, she was so good. Yeah, the original Witches was um, like iconic. Obviously, nothing will beat that. No, but it's like the Lion King remake. Problematic. 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 Like I didn't love the Lion King remake, but it was made, and we did. I like, like it. We enjoyed it. Afterwards, we were like, when people started posting mm. the ways it should have been done, mm. like you know how they said how to animate. Like how to animate the animals, make them look more realistic, but still have the notions of there's kitty faces and stuff. Mm, Whereas it was just real lions. It was actual lions, so you couldn't get into the story and all that. But I didn't think. I think I like the music because obviously the music's iconic. Yeah, I don't remember it. I have to watch it again. I think I'm the part Disney that. Slut. Yeah, you are. Um, I think the part that like earned me to the side of not loving it is when um, what's the little guy's name? The little lion's name. Simba. Uh, Simba saw his dad die Mufasa yeah you couldn't there was no emotion on the face because it was a literal lion's face I cried yeah you, you cried of I course cry you cried time. but speaking of lions yeah I haven't seen cats yet I don't think you want to I want to hate watch it and I, I'm actually genuinely we tried concerned. to the other day it wouldn't let us it wouldn't let us I'm genuinely concerned I'll like it that's what scares me well apparently you see cat buttholes thank god well I'll watch it and then Maybe I'll talk about it next week. Yeah. I'll, I'll and watch if I did you. like it, then I'll quit the podcast because that's not okay. You'll quit the podcast? I will. I mean, I'm sure you like a lot of shit movies. Like what? Um, Don't say Frozen 2. I never oh, wait, why would I say Frozen 2? I am a homosexual. Oh. <laughs> of course I love Frozen 2. Um, Into the unknown. Frozen's an impeccable franchise. Oh my God. You can't. Onward. Oh, can we just talk about Onward for a sec? Talking about I did, Patrick. I did mention it last week's podcast. I know. God damn. It was so I, good. So James recommended it to me to watch it yeah. um, because he knows that kind of shit's my thing. And I'm not going to lie. He told me to watch it. Uh, I put it off because I sometimes struggle to get into animations, although they are technically perfect films because everything in it's supposed to be there. Like it's just Maison on screen is stunning in animation films. And I always enjoy it. But um, I was a bit... Like, oh, I don't want to watch it. I'm kind of watching Supernatural right now. So but then I watched it and it was probably my favorite Pixar movie mm. I've ever watched. It's up there for me, to be honest. I cried like a baby. Mm. And there's a queer character in it, like That's you said. What I and that was just like, and it wasn't pushed in your front of your face. It was no. just like, it's like, it is, it's a natural thing in in the world. And it was just beautiful and the little trolls and like the little dragon pet. It's so cute. And I just want to live in that world and have a magic stuff. Same. You know? And the animations was gorgeous. Of course, always. Incredible. It's just next level animation. Beautiful. And then just the design of the main characters was mm. so beautiful. That shade of blue. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's so Powder blue. I love it. Powder blue. It made me really want to draw all the characters. Yeah, they're beautiful. Imagine like a flash. Oh. It's almost like Avatar, but kids. Would you get a tattoo? Of that. Like if I did like a flash sheet of. Of Onward. Of Onward. Absolutely not. But <laughs> of Inside Out, definitely. It's inside Out. Oh, yeah. Inside all Out. The emotions. My, inside Out is my favorite yeah. Pixar film of all time. You still watch it every night. I think it is one of times. the best movies ever made of all time. Not just movies, Pixar movies. Just in general. It is a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. It is hilarious. It is 
heartbreaking. It's provocative. It's beautiful. And it's and a good educational tool for kids. Honestly, don't be sorry. I could, have, I could do a side podcast called the Inside Out Podcast. That's how much I like. That's actually a vibe. I know every detail. If you, you say where she grew up, I can tell you. Her name, I can tell you. Where'd she grow up? She grew up in um, Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota. Minnesota. So where did she move to? San Francisco. Her name's yeah. Riley. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so Amazing. we're going to take a brief brief break and then we're going to come back to the main story. See you soon, everybody. Bye. Welcome back to the Schedulers oh. Podcast. You are here with James and JJ. Hello. So I was going to do a whole podcast on... Should I tell them what I was going to do it on? Uh, yeah. No, it's Great. like... At, like building it up for next time. Because I will be doing it eventually. Yeah. I was going to do it on Yowies, which are Australia's Bigfoot. But as I was mentioning to JJ earlier, I want to make sure I do it justice and respect because there's a lot of um, Indigenous history when it comes to Yowies. So I want to make sure that like I got all of the information. I wasn't rushed. And mm. so I'll do it when I think that's the right time to do it. Yeah. And I have every piece of information I can get. And you can maybe even do like a two-parter. Yeah. Who knows? I could even interview. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But oh my God, in the meantime, yeah, that'd be cool. I, today's story is interesting because it's not one story. It's a bunch of different stories <sighs> because I decided to um, go through Reddit and find people's true stories that they've decided to share on the internet this is my favorite shit i'm obsessed i love these things so do i so much some of them are short some of them are long but um they all come with a little bit of a trigger warning yeah i was just about to say so if you are uh easily spooked spooked or if you've had any trauma maybe just skip this part and then Go back and listen to my, me and JJ talk about other stuff. Super dark themes, everybody. Dark themed MA+. Okay, so this was posted by a user called Mummy Says I'm Pretty. Thank God. <laughs> and too. it was actually beautiful. posted six years ago and it's pretty popular. Okay, so true story time. I was about four or five years old and my parents had just separated. My mom was living in a two-bedroom apartment. I had my own room but I preferred to sleep in her bed whenever I was staying with her. Our two bedrooms were at the end of the hallway, directly across from each other. Our apartment was on the first floor, and I remember that it was in the middle of the summer. My mum had a window open in her room, which is directly behind the bed, like above the headboard. Oh, dark. Already what dark. What do you mean dark? I, That's I nice. hate having a window above my head. I oh, need to be able to see the window when I go to bed. Anyways, I woke up in the middle of the night and remember sitting up and seeing that our cat was sitting in the doorframe of my mum's room. In brackets, her door was open and you could partially see into my bedroom. This was strange because my cat was typically always in bed with us. So, you know what that means. Um, As I was watching him, he walked into my bedroom and meowed. I turned to face my mum and woke her up. In the three or four seconds it took me to wake her up and ask what was wrong, we both looked back in the door frame and there was a man standing in the open door. No. I'm literally crying. No, there isn't. 
Making his way out of my bedroom. He literally walked into his bedroom. Oh my God, it's escape. I still don't know how she managed to do it so quickly, but my mother proceeded to pick me up, literally throw me out the screen window. Again, they were like not even, they were on the first floor of the apartment. Yeah. So she threw him out of the window. She wouldn't have died. Landed like- He? He? Less than a meter. He. Yeah. Less than a meter. Um, again, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then she started screaming for help and she called 911. The police came, but didn't see any signs of forced entry. And that our front door was unlocked, which led them to believe the man must have exited that way. The strange thing was my mum swore up and down that she had locked the door that night with the deadbolt and chain lock. About a week later, she was cleaning the kitchen and opened up our water heater closet, which is like, you know, where you keep. So in Australia, we usually have our gas things outside. Yeah. They have them inside. It's in the cupboard. Oh, it's like okay. a heater in a cupboard. Um, they Waste found, space, sure. she found a notebook with names and drawings as well as a pair of gloves and some gum wrappers. The police were called again, but all they could do was speculate that the man had been in the house and were hiding, was hiding until they fall asleep. No, no thanks. See ya. Bye-bye. <laughs> that's, that's fucked. Story. Oh my God. It's literally my nightmare. That, that's like a mixture of home invasion and like a ghost. I'm more scared of, like I've said a million times, I'm more scared yeah. of real people than I am fucking ghosts. That's not ter- That would cause no. trauma, I think. Like that's where you go to a therapist, PTSD. I could never sleep again. Not in I'd a house. I'd get a gun. But not in that house. You'd have to move. move. I'd move. Because if you... But the thing is with these things, we do not look into it and like, I guess they can't. But police would look into that and be like, there was a man living here, so... I would not rest until... Until that man's found or until they figure out how the fuck a man got into the house, Mm. stay there for maybe hours, maybe days. Like, what was he doing in there? What? Well, what chewing was his gum. goal? Chewing gum. Was he trying to kill someone? <laughs> Do you think he was trying and to kidnap what someone? what was the names that was written down? And the pictures? Know. What were they? I want to see know. that. Well, look up Mummy Says I'm Pretty. Mummy Says I'm Pretty, everybody. So the next story was posted by KLS17. So they write, I got home from work late one night, was walking onto my front stoop when I walked right into this huge spider web. At first, I didn't think much of it until I looked down and saw about 20 to 30 baby spiders all over me. I started freaking out. They noticed the parents of the spiders sitting on the front door. They were huge, bigger than a quarter piece. So, of course, I did not want to use the front door. I ran to my back door, threw all my clothes off, jumped in the shower, and then I watched as baby spiders start falling out of my hair. That's it. Uh-oh. I just I wanted to reach out because I know you're scared of spiders. Is that a nightmare? That is, some people? Like... How would you would never feel clean again? I... I don't have words for that. <laughs> like, I remember once I had... You know those nightmares that Laura has? Yeah. What, do you, what are they called? Anomalous dreams. Yeah. I had one of them. With spiders? With spiders. Mm, I've had that. And what happened was, is I was sleeping, and I woke up, and there were millions yeah. upon millions of spiders crawling on my roof. Coming down onto me, onto my bed, and I yelled. Mm. Like, I've never yelled before. My voice was hoarse for a few days after yelling like that. My mum ran in, mm. threw the sheets on me. I was like, what's going on? And so I'm not going to sleep tonight. Thank you very much. That's that. dark. That's, I feel like that's my worst fear. Millions of spiders in your hair? Millions of spiders anywhere. It's going to like spiders. No, but you know cute. those videos you see on Facebook or anywhere where they... It looks just like a, a ball flower. or something, yeah, yeah, and then it. they touch it, and a million spiders come out. That's so when I. Scary. That's when I die inside. That's where I. It's pass like when away. your bumhole kind of like shrivels up inside yourself. 
Yeah, when you very get really that. scared. Yeah, like or like your balls go, or like your heart drops to your ass. Your heart drops to your ass. Yeah, or your nose kind of goes. Your nose, and then your ears go. <laughs> I don't Me know. right now because they're blocked. <laughs> so the next one was by anonymous. Um, so my grandmother lives in a very old house, late 1700s, which is surrounded by a graveyard. Hello, what are you doing? Why would you stay there? <laughs> the other day, my friend who I hadn't seen for four months arrives at my house. So she, this poster lives with her grandparents. Okay. Cute. We are walking along the old cobblestone driveway when he begins talking about his newfound spirituality, not in a religious context, but in regards to feeling quote unquote tuned in to things. Um, I believed him. He had been very, he'd, sorry, he'd been away at a drug treatment program and I believe that he had experienced some sort of cerebral or spiritual awakening. Okay. Anyways, so as we're talking, my cat walks over to us and starts rubbing up against my leg. After I realize she won't quit it, that she's trying to tell me something, I start to follow her and I soon realize that she's going to the graveyard. Every time I stop following her, she turns around and rubs my leg until I begin walking again. Mm-hmm. When we finally get to the graveyard, she jumps up on a gravestone, balancing on the slender part of the gravestone, and will not move. She begins hissing, and we try to take her off the headstone, but she does not want to move. We realize that the grave was someone who had lived and died in our house. My friend took this picture of the grave, I mean, the cat sitting on top of it. I've got the photo here. No, you didn't. It's a really cool photo. I don't want to see it. That's a really cool photo. Oh. The cat's really cute. I'll put it on the Instagram. All these photos I'll be putting on the Instagram. Everyone. So don't you worry. Ooh, sorry for that. Horrible. I'm going to cut that out. Oh, okay. The cat's well, so wasn't cute. scary. Okay. No, no. You can't I, really read it. It's funny because I did imagine a black cat in my head. It looks like, it it looks like um, the Salem, the cat from um, Sabrina. Sabrina. That's so cool. So cute. I thought it was a cool story. Yeah. It's just um, a strange coincidence that the cat landed on the gravestone that happened to be the living, like the owners of, of the How house. How did they know though? Because there was no text there on There is that. text on it. There it's is. Let's zoom in. Okay, cool. Um, this next one is just for, there is a phobia of blood. I don't know what the phobia is called, but this is for people who have, yeah, can you look it up? There is a phobia when you're scared of blood. And this one is for those people who are afraid of blood. And um, I know I'm not scared of blood. Phobia of blood. Hemophobia. Hemophobia. Of course it's hemophobia. Like hemoglobin. Yeah. Such a horrible name. Hemophobia. Very Hemoglobin is a very unattractive name. I find it very rolls off the tongue. My drag name is going to be hemoglobin. Welcome to the stage, hemoglobin. (laughs) So today I gave blood. Um, So once I was giving blood. So again, anonymous. Um, I was once giving blood at my school's blood drive. So they put the needle in. I passed out. The nurse just happened to leave when I woke up. One and I. Sorry, this is really badly wow. written. <laughs> so the nurse like just walked away as the person passed out. Yeah. And when she came back and was like wet, trying to wake her up, she was wondering why. Like she was completely drenched. And then she opened her eyes and was completely soaked in her own blood. Her blood bag had popped. <gasps> Oh my god! She then passed out again. That's just gross. <laughs> it's fucked. Dull. I know, poor thing. So the, the nurse, shit nurse. Sorry, shit nurse. that's a terrible nurse. Yeah. You, like, I guess the one the nurses that do the blood drives at school probably aren't like. 
the friendliest of nurses, to be honest. If I if I imagined it, it looks like reminds me of an, the cafeteria lady from The Simpsons. Like, yeah, he's really angry. He's like, "Come on, next, yeah, come on, put your arm out, <laughs> next meatbag to fucking." I remember when I was up. in high school, everybody got meningococcal injections, oh, yeah. and they were dropping like flies. My passing out, everyone was passing out. Really? Fits. I was like, "Am I going to be next?" Everybody. That's so. There was weird. one guy named Jordan. He stood up from the from the um getting the needle immediately fainted another girl her name was Chrissy we were in the classroom and I was like so she was sitting next to this bully of a bitch her name was Anna Anna if you're listening Fuck you, I Anna. hope you're fucked in the head I hate you so much <laughs> anyway Chrissy hated Anna and I was sitting again they were sitting across from me and Chrissy started like resting her head on Anna and I was like what the hell and then she started having an epileptic fit and I was like am I going to be next this is fucked yeah anyway I remember when we got hours at school like nothing happened to me but so many people faked. Oh, of course those they cr- would. They would like scream or they'd get Wait, I like, love those people. I'm so sorry to call my mom and go home. Yeah, they're all, they're all, um, all those people uh, um, have kids now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like they're, they're all, they all have live, laugh, love. Oh, that type of energy. That kind of Karen yeah. energy. They've all got. Karen energy. They've got That's kids it. named Joel. They've, um, they make Pop-Tarts. In the morning without any they watch bones that's the kind of person they are now and they, cut they watch glee tweaking. they they watch glee and their favorite character is the pet of the guy who was a pedophile in real life anyway oh so the next user is mmb658 so when i was in college during finals week my two best friends and i would meet up after a long night in the library to smoke some weed and go our separate ways for the night they lived on campus while i lived off campus I would pick them up in my car when I got done studying and we'd park down in a large commuter parking, um, commuter parking lot overlooking a large river and woods. It was about midnight and we were doing the usual smoking pot, listening to music when we noticed a local police officer driving around with a spotlight in the nearly empty parking lot. Paranoia set in, so we put out the bowl and waited in silence for him to leave. Eventually he left and we continued on. All of a sudden, this woman came out of nowhere totally ragged and stopped right in front of my car, staring into the windshield at us. Shivers went down my spine as I couldn't get over why she would have been doing that. She eventually walked away into the woods. At that point, I was ready to leave, but the one of three of us who didn't see her directly was convinced that we were just high and paranoid. So we continued to sit there. I was shaking and just felt entirely uneasy and unsafe, so I kept looking over my left shoulder behind my car. My friends were joking about how weird that was and I was just engrossed in my paranoia. I had a feeling we weren't safe. A few minutes later, I had begun to look over my shoulder less and less, but happened to look behind my car to see the same woman sprinting towards the driver's door with a knife in her hand. (gasps) My sympathetic nervous system kinked in and I started the car without saying a word and booked it out of the parking lot, not stopping until I was off campus entirely. She had creeped around all the cars in the parking lot, going all the way around to the perimeter to attack my car from the back. Later, we found out the police were looking for her. She had previously killed her husband and the woman was that he was cheating with. The police were sure she was going to try and steal my car with violent force. Hands down, the scariest thing has ever happened to me. The, and there's a real news story that was attached to that. So it actually happened. It's like legit, yeah. She killed her husband and she killed the, a woman that he was having an affair with. Oh and then um, was trying to steal cars. Like, no Eventually, she did steal a car from someone at knife point. That is... Terrifying. Sprinting towards the car. You know what? It reminds me of us. It was you. But here's the thing. If you're high. That's what I was thinking. You don't hallucinate a human being. No, but also what I was thinking is it's such a classic stoner thing to have two 
bad things happen to you and yeah. you're like, no, we'll just keep smoking. It's such like, like go home, go home like, or go somewhere else. It's like, probably real. But yeah, absolutely. That's like you can't hallucinate a person no. high on weed. Of course not. It makes no sense to me. So the next few stories are all uh, images. They're all like powerful images. So like um, I found this subreddit, which is really interesting. And they're pretty much like um, unassuming images that have really dark backstories. Okay. So you look at it at first and you're like, hmm, Nothing. what could that be? Yeah. And then when you hear the story, you're like, oh. Are you going to show so me So I'll first? show the image first. Oh, God. I think you've heard this story before. So if you have, don't say anything. But this is the image here. Does that look familiar? It does look very familiar. Can you just try and describe it to anybody? It'll be on the Instagram, um, but... So it's a young lady or boy. It's a little girl. A little girl sitting on a raft, seeming to be in the middle of the ocean. Okay. Alone. It's just alone. Her. She's very alone. So we'll go through the story really quickly. It looks so familiar. Yeah, you, you tell me about this? We've told this story before. I've, I've mentioned it to you, I think. Okay. So Bluebell was a 60-foot twin masting. This is, I'm telling the story now. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a ship called Bluebell, and it was a big, gigantic ship. Um, and in 1961, the ship was chartered by an optometrist by the name of Dr. Arthur, Arthur sorry, uh, Duperalt, who was 41 years old, um, from Green Bay, Wisconsin, um, for a trip from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, to the Bahamas, which departed on November 8th, 1961. Accompanying um, the optometrist was his wife, Jean, who was 38, and his three children, Brian, who was 14, Terry Joe, who was 11, who's in that photo, and Renee, who's seven. The ship was skippered and driven by a decorated World War II and Korean war pilot, Julian Harvey, who was 44, accompanied by his sixth wife, Mary Denae, 34, who he married in July that year. Yeah, his oh. sixth wife. Wow. Later, late at night um, on the return voyage, so coming back from the Bahamas, Harvey allegedly drowned his wife and when discovered by Dr. Duperalt, Harvey killed him, his oh. wife, and two of the three children, Brian and Renee. Wow. So the doctor drowned his new wife. Then the optometrist was like, heard some scuffling up on the deck. Yeah. And he noticed that the wife was in the water oh. and was sinking. And so he was trying to rescue her. And then the old, the, uh, the other, the, the captain um, stabbed him and then went down and murdered the wife and two of the kids. Oh. Terry Joe, who is the 11 year old, she was awakened by screams um, came up to the deck where she saw the bodies in the ship's main cabin and a bloody knife near the cockpit. Before Harvey ordered her to stay below, he scuttled the sailboat and prepared to leave in a dinghy. Terry Joe was able to untie a two by five or 0.6 meter by one meter cork float, and which is like not even a dinghy. It's a tiny little, tiny not thing. supposed to be for like, it's Safe. very emergencies only. Yeah. And launch herself just as the ship sank because he intentionally sunk the ship. Oh. After drifting, so trying to kill himself too. No, he he left on a dinghy. Oh, he went true, he on a safety okay. dinghy. Yep. He was going to blame the murders and say that the ship sank and he survived. Yep. Um, after drifting for four days without food or water and near death, Terry Joe was rescued in the nor- northwest Providence Channel by a Greek freighter, Captain Theo. A photograph by Krim and circulated on newspapers, which is that photo you just saw. Oh my god! So she literally, so this eleven-year-old girl survived was by herself four days with no food or water, almost died. Another day, she would have been dead. That's like 80 hours of just sitting it's there. It's insane. And then it gets even crazier. Like Jordy said, without a, without a switch. Without a switch. <laughs> so Harvey 
had been picked up three days earlier in the dinghy along with Renee's dead body. He told the United States Coast Guard investigators a squall had brought down the the Bluebell's masts, um, which is like a bird, hauling the ship's hull, rupturing the auxiliary gas tank and starting a fire, blah, blah, blah. Pretty much just saying, it was a bird, it wasn't me. Yeah. Um, So... It was believed that Harvey planned to kill his wife to collect on her $20,000 double indemnity insurance policy, um, but was obviously caught by Dr. Depperolt yeah. and then had to kill him, his wife, and two of his children who may have witnessed the murder. So it also says that... So um, the day that he found out that Terry Joe survived... He checked into a motel and killed himself. Um, so what a piece of shit he was. Yeah, like, um, I want to feel sad from killing himself. Honestly, probably not worth it. People are speculating like why he didn't actually kill Terry Joe. Nobody knows why, but people were saying that um, you know that he intended to kill her, but when she accidentally dropped the rope connected to his dinghy, he was forced to dive overboard in order to prevent it floating away. So that was one reason. Yeah, and. Yeah, so, yeah, um, she has gone on to be an author, a very well-known yeah. spokesperson for trauma and grief. Yeah, I can imagine. So she's well, an amazing woman. But did you tell me this or did I see this in school? I think this was in My Favorite Murder podcast. It was. I think it was. It was, 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 was yeah. It's absolutely. a really good story. It was, um, I think it was one of those sent in ones. Mm, I think it was but the that photo is, is incredible and that's the cover of her book that it photo. is her little yeah. photo her little her little 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 11 year old bang yeah. we I think we listened to that like on the way to Canberra or Wollongong we on to Canberra and I googled the picture yeah. I remember now it's such a striking image yeah it's like in black and white but also not you know like it's like what's it could well, be well yeah unassuming yeah that's the thing mm. so this next unassuming photo I'll show you right now um, again, just describe it for the people. This will be on the Instagram as well, like I've just said, but it's obviously an Instagram post. All right. Um, can I read the Instagram yeah. tag? So the caption is college wouldn't be half as great without these two peaches. And it's posted by Alan, Alan H. Ruby. And it's a photo of a gentleman, early twenties, uh, sitting on his phone with sunglasses on with a girl who is, uh, covered with a blanket and they're just chilling on a bed it seems to be like in like a hotel i think hotel yeah so that photo um alan ruby freshman at the university of oklahoma in 2014 murdered his entire family on friday and the next day he drove down to dallas for the ou texas football game where he stayed in a hotel with his friends and posted this candid photo on instagram in what assumes to be an attempt to build an alibi obviously did not work as he quickly confessed and received multiple life sentences still i can't imagine what the people in this photo and others were probably in that hotel room must have felt when they learned what actually happened Oh my god! Because yeah, the vibe in that photo is good. It's a good vibe. Yeah, but it's you like would never think people hanging that. out, just mm. having a good time. That's fucked. That's crazy. It reminds me of that. Um, I saw it somewhere online. A post of like a photo right before someone died. Mm. I didn't know it was their last mm. photo. Reminds me of that. Okay, the next one is this one. All right, so we are looking at nature, and there seems to be a man in the middle of the picture. So it's like thick foliage mm. wooden area and there's a man that i think is like crouching down mm. that's all i can see 
So in on the Hawaii on Hawaii News, which is literally this is new. Um, this oh. just came out. So nearly two weeks after Big Island teen went missing while hiking near Haiku Stairs, which is the Stairway to Heaven hike. Haiku Hands. Um, amazing. <laughs> there is still no sign of Daylen, which is his name, Pua. The 17-year-old went missing on the morning of February 27th when he told his family that he planned to hike the Haiku Stairs, known as the Stairway to Heaven. Volunteer groups continue to search for Pua along after both the Navy and Honolulu Fire Department <clears throat> suspended their search last week where they scanned the area for five days. On Wednesday, volunteer groups rappled 600 feet below the cliffs at the end of the Kula Nahane Trail. The area where Pua took his last picture, the photo was one of the few photos the teen had texted to his family during his hike. And after extensively studying the picture, they noticed a man in one of them. The family is now asking for the public's assistance in identifying the man in the photo, hoping he may have more clues that could possibly lead to Pua's location. Everybody online thinks that he was the man that killed him. Oh, my God. Because he's crouching from the photo. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, he... Yeah, it's pretty. That's pretty that's scary just scary. Shit. It's it's scary. It's really unnerving, well. and I don't like. It's like that. happening right now. Exactly. Um. So a couple more. I'll show you the photo after this. Oh shit! I'll show you the photo after I tell you the story of this one. Okay. So two divers in North East Queensland were diving off the Great Barrier Reef. Mm-hmm. Um, and as they were diving, they were taking some photos, obviously with their little GoPro camera under the water. Yeah. And they accidentally took a photo um, and not realizing until after that there was something in the background. Oh, no. It's uh, your worst fear, isn't it? No, no, it's not my worst fear, thank God. But have a look. Can you see? Is that a person? Yeah. Dead? Dead. So so this photo (laughs) is two scuba divers living their life. But in the background, there's a dead person mm. on the ocean floor. But she's got like a scuba gear on. Yeah, it's like the so floppy was, uh, feet, her, everything. She was uh, scuba diving with her husband and he cut her oxygen tank and she sank to the bottom of the ocean and murdered her. What is with partners killing? I Watch out. Well, Watch out it's such a common thing. <laughs> oh. it's fu- no, it's actually really yeah, it serious. Is. It is. Sorry, I'm not making no, a joke. No, it's so serious. That's fucked. Um, such a scary image. I'm not sure if I should put it on the Instagram. Probably not. Just say if you want to see it, message us. If you want to see it, message <laughs> um, So another one. You start actually, like trading photos. <laughs> imagine that. Um, this is actually the last one. It's a really short episode this week, but I'm going to show you the last one. Beautiful. This is my greatest fear oh. in the whole entire world. So this family went to uh, like Texas. They went to go take a photo in like this flower field. Um, but if you look closely at the mum's forearm... You'll see something in the grass. Mum's forearm. Can you see what's coming out of the grass? Is that a snake? It's a fucking snake. It's literally about to bite her. Is that an open mouth open snake? Open mouth rattlesnake. You can see the fang. Th- the so it bit her and it bit the dog and the dog died. No. Yeah, poor oh, baby. Boy. It was the cutest puppy too. Oh, he's so cute, chocolate Labrador. Oh. Um, but that was uh, that photo. I would have, I just have this like weird fascination with um, with um, photos that have like scary, yeah, scary backgrounds. Um, it just freaks me out a little bit. I totally. So totally I actually, that. have a couple more. Hold oh up. Ooh. And then yeah. So it is. Yeah. 
Okay. So this person, even though it seems fake, um, it doesn't, okay. They seem fake, but there's, there's like a lot of evidence behind it and we can talk about it after. So most of these stories don't just happen for no reason. It's either luck or wrong timing. So this is posted by Big Poppy Clamp. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> Big poppy clamp. So the story took place obviously a few months ago. My family and I had come back from my grandparents. They had us over for dinner. It was about three hours from my hometown. We ran out of gas and we had to stop at a gas station. It was a quick trip, but slightly run down. So the quick trip is the name of the gas station. Oh, okay. It was a run down gas station. Okay. We got our gas, went to the bathroom and got ourselves some snacks. The cashier seemed kind of off, a bit sketchy, but I was with my dad. So I never really thought anything negative. Shortly after we left, my brother started vomiting and not feeling the best. We thought it was just motion sickness or him being car sick. An hour had passed and my mum had fallen asleep next to my baby brother. My dad was dozing off into the darkness of the road and I was feeling I was not feeling the best myself. We got home eventually and relaxed and went to bed. My mother, who is 37 at the moment, had gone to bed along with my father, who is 38. My youngest brother is five and my favorite brother is nine. But favorite um, brother. Yeah, that's cheeky. At 14, I'm 14 at the moment, so I was kind of on my learning peak or of not slightly, of not slightly over it. I've become more interesting in reading, hence why I came onto Reddit. I love horror movies, stories, and more. But anyways, back to the story. My brother had woken up screaming, saying there's something in the tree. My father looked out and had seen nothing. A few minutes had passed, and my mum let out the most horrifying scream I've ever heard. She had seen a man in a laundry room hiding in the closet. We called 911. Everything was fine. The guy who broke into our house was the cashier at the gas station. He was trialed for breaking and entering. When he had had the chance to speak, he said the most indefinite thing i've ever heard quote i was going to murder the family harvest their organs and make paintings with them i was going to take the baby and slowly induce it into a hard candy luckily they got away and when he said that i had never ever gone to the gas station ever since this may seem fake but i'm serious about this it changed my life i hope you enjoyed and it there was a news story linked to that yeah and it's real it sounds so fake that sounds everything he said was real and I didn't believe it. I was like, bullshit. That doesn't sound bullshit, real. Bullshit, yeah. It's real. He said that in court. He actually said those words he in court. He said he wanted a candy. He wanted to make candy, candy a out of baby. Crazy. That is fucked. It's so scary. It's kind of scary to think that, like, these random interactions could fuck you <gasps> up. Right? Like, it kind mm. of just makes you want to stay at home. Mm-hmm. Not that we have any choice right now, but... That's what I'm exactly the tea. Um, okay, so the last one is this one. This is probably my favorite one. Next to... Oh, actually, can I give you two more? You can give me okay. four more. Two more. <laughs> <laughs> About 10 years ago, I took my dog out for a short walk. We lived in a rundown but historic part of town. Old houses that are either beautifully maintained, abandoned, or generally going to shit. There was a good mix of people in that neighborhood. Anyway, walking the dog, I get about three or four houses down and stop at the corner of Wild Pony... Sorry? Sorry, I stop at the corner while pony the name of the dog, sniff some grass or whatever. I turn around and suddenly there is a man standing way too close to me. No idea where he came from. Um, I'm usually very aware of my surroundings and pony hated strange men. I stumbled a few steps back. I immediately had this absolute bone-chilling, sick feeling. He asked me, is that a pit bull? And I replied, yes. Then he said, oh, she'll protect you. At this point, my body flooded with adrenaline and I turned to run back to my house. I saw my mum standing on the porch and thought to yell out to her. She had no reason to come out on the porch. I honestly think she had a bad feeling. I don't know what good me yelling really did, but it was all I could think to do. Like, hey, look, I'm over here. I never had such a flight response before or since that encounter. Dark. Very ominous. Scary. Yeah. It's very like, did it happen? (laughs) Honestly. 
Yeah, honestly. This one's really good. Um, I find interesting. Trigger warning. Hello. Okay, so when I was about six or seven, we had this neighbor that would regularly try to invite me over for cake and candy or to play with the dogs that he owned. My parents did not trust him, so of course, invites were declined. Years later, we learned that his, he regularly raped his 12-year-old stepdaughter and got her pregnant. When he went to trial, it was revealed that there were four other young girls in his past that he abused. The guy all used to decorate his house like a haunted mansion every Halloween, and kids would go crazy for it. I'm so glad that my parents would not allow me to go there. What the fuck? That's so scary. That's dark. That wasn't my favorite one. What am I doing? I read the wrong one. That's fine. <laughs> that was a good one, but this is my favorite That's one. That's terrifying. So sorry. This is the one That's I really fine. like. Um, okay, so when I was 16, my parents went out of town for a weekend. It was usually actually pretty sweet because I got to be the king of the castle for the weekend. So I get home that Friday night and just stick around internet, video games, etc., and start watching TV around dusk. The way our living room was set up was that there was a set of glass doors right next to the television that looked out to the back porch and the backyard. The backyard was surrounded by um, ivy that grew on a hill around 45 degree angle. So I'm just mindlessly channel surfing and I see some movement outside. At first, I just dismiss it thinking it's a bird or a neighborhood cat or something, but then I notice that whatever is moving is way bigger than a bird or a cat. Mm. I go and put my face near the glass and stare into the backyard, and there's some dude just crouching in the ivy looking into my house. Our eyes meet, and he has somewhat of an oh shit moment and bolts out of the yard. Scare the shit out of me. That is my that is your fucking worst nightmare. nightmare. If someone like, I can't. I remember literally just taking me back to another dream I had the other day. Not too, like, it was... What do, you, what do you say? It's not too, it wasn't too far, far back in the time. Recently? <laughs> it, was, it was recent. <laughs> it was recent. It wasn't too far back. It wasn't in too far time. back. It was recent. Um, so when I moved back in with my parents, um, I was wanting to have like my dog sleep with me. Mm. And so I would leave my door open at night so he can come in and out as he pleases. And... I eventually stopped doing that because in the middle of the night, he would just bark and it would always be like right next to my head. So I'd wake oh, up yeah, terrified. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I told you. And one night he did that. And in that moment of waking up in my like sleepy vibe, I look out the window and I see three or four hooded men mm. standing outside my window, bobbing up and down <laughs> like like chanting or some shit, just bobbing up and just down. Just now we're real, though, in your head. Oh, right? yeah. um, it's going to get there. Oh, sorry. I'm going to need to ruin a story. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. You thought... told me how to tell stories. I'm I tried to so tell it like sorry. that. <laughs> I didn't want people to go like, this piece of shit's bullshitting me. No, no. Yeah, so sorry. I saw these four men bobbing up and down, and then dog barked again, and I woke up realizing yeah. it was just a couple candles on my windowsill that I imagined to be four big men. Don't we all? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That was a weird episode. It was strange. Was that okay? I loved it. Okay. I like, hope you guys liked that. I know it was a different place. It was very like, um, it's kind of... Kind of like a like variety a show. break from the it's, intensity. I would say just kind of have a little bit of fun of it. And I'm happy it, I was a part of it. But I mixed it up a little bit. Mm. If you liked it, obviously, please let me know. And I actually, like, genuinely, if you listen to this podcast, please message me on Facebook, Schedulers Pod, or Instagram at Schedulers Pod, because I love hearing... Everyone, I love hearing. Send like, in your story. Even if you're just like, oh, that was a different story. That was kind of weird. I'm like, okay, fair. And we also have a Facebook group, um, which is a Schedulers podcast group. Please join it and I'll accept you. And if I don't, then message me and be like, hey, uh, 
I haven't been accepted yet. How dare you? Because that did actually happen last week. A girl, a lovely girl messaged me and said, hey, can you accept me into the group? And I was like, oh my God, absolutely. Yeah. And I just didn't know. He didn't give me notifications. So yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty new to the whole group thing. Mm. But um, thank you guys for listening. And uh, I love you all so much. JJ, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, a wonderful pleasure. We'll be back to our regular scheduled long, long form <laughs> storytelling next yep. week. Um, and it will be a bloody spooker, I tell you what. Thank God. Um, but until then, I love you all and stay safe. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.